This episode of The Loop is brought to you by G4. Did you hear? Golf footwear innovator G4 just dropped their latest, the Gallivant Tour. Pronounced Gallivant Tour, it's made to seriously upgrade your golf game. Combining two of G4's best-selling designs, the Gallivant Tour brings together two shoes we all know and love, the stylish Gallivanter and the ultra-comfortable MG4 Plus, making for a dreamy waterproof golf shoe. The unique cleat system, named G-Pod, provides increased traction and torque in the signature G4 pops of color. And with 13 points of contact with the ground, weight is evenly dispersed for unparalleled stability on the course. Coming in a variety of styles, there's one for every golfer out there. Most of us got the camo version, while Steven got the version with contrasting tuxedo stripes. Whether you're looking for pops of color, camouflage soles, or a touch of tradition with long wing brogues, there's a Gallivant Tour for you. Head to g4.com, that's G-F-O-R-E.com to check them out. I'm going to go with Tom Brady. Mm. I just saw him top one at Pebble. Yeah, you saw him top that? Yeah. Yeah, You can take him. Welcome back to The Loop. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Steve Hennessy and Christopher Powers. Wow, it is Super Bowl week. We are all fired up. And to celebrate that, we have an incredible guest today, uh, a former Super Bowl champ for our beloved New York Giants, Victor Cruz, now an avid golfer just in the past three plus years, um, played for the celebrity team at the Ryder Cup last year. I think a lot of people got to see that. Um, great ambassador for the game. He's getting the handicap down. Anyway, have a great chat with Victor Cruz coming up. First, a little breaking news. <clears throat> it's not good news. Uh, I almost wanted to ask Victor about it. Didn't want to bring the mood down. Uh, I think I really messed my knee up, guys. Uh, oh, no. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, going to see an <laughs> orthopedic surgeon tomorrow. Are you um, playing soccer? You're like, no, oh, it was not a Rory. Thing. It's, it's Pickleball? It's more embarrassing. It's actually more embarrassing. And what's even, there's two layers to the embarrassment. It was this speed training thing, the stack that I'm mm-hmm. Sammy, blame Sammy. It or And Luke, and Luke. Uh, it was my last swing of the day. And I, it's, a ma- it's a max swing. So you're like supposed to like swing out of your shoes basically. And I bring it back. And as I twist back, I literally hear my knee pop. Oh no. Literally. And I kept, and I was like, oh, and I just still went with the swing. Best swing of the day, 103 <laughs> miles per hour with like the, the 195 weight, which is like supposed to be driver weight. So for me, that's like a really fast swing. And I literally then I'm like, oh, sh- I can't like, my knee is like, won't straighten out. And I'm like, oh, it'll get better, whatever. It's been two days. It has not gotten better. Yesterday, I made an appointment with <laughs> Dr. Stephen Nicholas, who is the father of james nicholas mm. yep. legend and current uh dp world tour and corn Ferry tour player james nicholas so hopefully uh i'm, I'm going to go on my way to the office he's a, he's in uh lexington ave mm. so i'll hit their 8 30 appointment hopefully get down to the office hopefully it's not like i'm really thinking like i tore my like meniscus or something i mean this is bad i cannot straighten my knee it, it's a it's a it's a disaster. I so feel I, bad for Joel Embiid now. I do. I feel very bad for Joel Embiid. And I saw the meniscus line. I was like, oh my God, this is all happening. 
Victor's injury was a little more serious. It was like a patella tear. Oh, yeah. like, I mean, I don't know what I have though. It, it like it's not like I'm in agony pain, but I cannot straighten my knee up. So anyway, speed golf, of course, the one year. Oh, the second level of embarrassment is I've been like bragging to all my golf friends about my training and my speed gear and how like I never do anything in the winter. This is the first time I've ever and like I could go out there and be in midseason form tomorrow. And now who knows? I huh. mean, if I have to get surgery, I've never had a surgery or anything. So me either. Same. Night. Anyway, that's the, that's that the bad news. Um, in other bad news, RIP Chubbs, obviously. Yeah. Gilmore, we got to talk a little about that. First of all, I, I don't have a great story, but I did run into him in an elevator once. Luke and I went to this NBC. It was so weird. It was this event where we both were. I, well, I don't know what Luke was doing there, but I interviewed David Faraday. And it was they NBC brought all these people, but it wasn't just sports people. It was like the stars from like the the woman from the blacklist was there. And like these other like big uh, we met, we took a picture with Smash from uh, Friday Night Lights, who was he was in some oh. other show, apparently on NBC. Um, anyway, in the elevator, though, I was like, holy shit, that's Carl Weathers. And, you know, just like, hey, nice to meet you. Big fan. You know, give... he was a specimen. So this was I mean, he was in his 70s. I mean, what a what a talent, though. I mean, yep. I got to go back and we rewatch Rocky. I've never seen any of them. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Never. Come on, Steve, you have. I've not. Wow. Oh my Just god! What? Not into it, dude. I used to think that too, and yeah. then finally yeah, I think- same. I, I I mean, I know I would be. I'm sure they're great. Yeah. Dude, I just have never been like, all right, tonight's the night. I'm watching Rocky. The, last, the other the other night, I watched Two for the Money for the first time. That was oh, like, oh yeah, I want to rewatch movie. that too. Oh my god, so good. I want to rewatch that too. That's that's great. No, guys, you know Rocky, know. Rocky won Best Picture. I know, I know. Like, I gotta watch. It's not like some trash. Yeah, you, right. know, you know, it, it, you know, it's not like the punchline that that to, you know. Anyway, okay, know. great movie. You guys have to watch it. Um, I would say even. Five is terrible, but even <laughs> four, four has a soft spot in a lot of people's hearts. Three, two is almost as good as one. It's probably other than Godfather, it's probably the only where yep. like a sequel. Anyway, you guys have to see it. Carl Weathers, though, is fantastic. He is amazing, obviously, as the legendary Apollo Creed. So, um, but obviously, golf fans know him as Chubbs, great role as well. And then I'm looking him up. The guy played for the Oakland Raiders. I oh mean, my god! I mean, he only played eight games in two seasons, but like he literally played for the Oakland Raiders. He, he played at San Diego State. Uh, I don't know if he was drafted or a late round pick, but anyway, made the Raiders. Was on the Raiders for two years, and then was trying to get into acting on the side. Once he realized football was not going to happen, he became an actor. Rocky was the big role, I think, that got him going. But um, see, like he was in Predator. You couldn't pay yeah. me to watch Predator. That's not my thing. But I'm, I'm sure t- you're not. He's man in Mandalorian too. Which I, I know, and I'm not into Mandalorian. But I'm telling you, Rocky, even if you're like, oh, that seems silly or whatever, Rocky is like one iconic movie. It's, and he's an amazing character. Anyway, R.I.P. Carl Weathers. Um, we had to had to mention that. Okay, we'll talk some golf. Guys, um, what anybody hit anything this week? I got killed. Uh, brutal fashion. The even a more kick is that I did bet on Wyndham Clark the week before. Yeah. Yep. 
And uh, and then of course he shoots a sixty. Yeah, I was pretty plugged in on Saturday. Um, so it was watching it. You know, once Wyndham went on his run, and you know, all the talk leading up to it was this might be the last day of golf. So I actually right. bet him uh, before the twelfth tee at like five to one, put a decent amount on it, and then that's where he, you know chunks his tee shot pretty much in the bunker then you know in yep. lefty i'm like oh my god and the odds go up to 15 to 1 somehow makes the bogey um so that like that saved the week a little bit plus some matchups but okay that could have been a 58 man it's so easily obviously really so easy to say but you know the putt on 17 is right on the edge the putt on 18 on the edge but on 16 but on 16, 16 17 were yes. literally a rotation short in the yeah. heart. Yeah. yeah. 58 cards. Insane. You know, I know it's preferred lies and it's pebble. Right. It's a freaking insane score. And with, yeah. with some of the win, you know, it wasn't yeah. the guy yesterday, but no, shout out to Wyndham Clark, man. Legend. That was a, that was a legendary round. Yeah. CP anything. I mean, again, I, my only bet that I was had a chance on was, Mav McNeely top 20. I don't know why I got suckered into that four to one odds. And, um, you know, he was, I think he, he was T 39 and I'm like, all right, maybe I get a low one. And then of course the round gets wiped out. I have a friend who had a Matthew Pavan 40 to one. Mm. Yeah. My buddy. That's Matt. Tough. Was that's pretty tough pissed. Yeah. That's, that's tough pill to swallow CP. Yeah. Any, any good news? Any bad news? No, no news. I had Colin who, was like seven back. I don't know if something crazy happened with the weather. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I was holding out hope, but obviously wasn't probably wasn't going to happen. Uh, I don't know. I did see someone say interesting debate. Should it, should, should it go down in the record books when they were playing a lift clean in place? It's definitely an interesting. That is an interesting debate. It needs an asterisk. I think it needs an asterisk. Yes. But it's still the six. If that's, if that's, it's still 60. Yeah. I, I look, I could be swayed either way on it to me though. Then if I were the players, I would say, well, then I don't ever want to play lift clean in place. If I'm going to get ding yeah. for an app, but right. no, I get it. Cause it's like, now it's like, Oh, the greatest round in the history of Pebble beach, which is, I mean, you can't have a more storied history than Pebble beach, unless you're talking about like St. Andrews or something, Augusta maybe, but like to have that. And then it's like, yeah, but it was lifting the place. I get it. I get why some people would would knock it. But as Steve said, it should have been a fifty-eight. I mean, it was crazy. Um, yeah, I could see that debate. I thought when you were going to bring up debates, I thought we were going to debate the fifty-four whole thing. I mean, because it is pretty oh, yeah. ironic that, of course, Liv opens the season, and they they played fifty-eight holes. Liv this week, uh, Neiman beat Sergio in, in fifty-eight holes. Wyndham Clark only plays 54 holes. Of course, he gets full credit for everything, uh, the ranking points, everything else. And, um, you know, I, I I thought Neiman complaining about not being the majors was a bit much. But I do see the point where you had a 70-man li- – they were both limited fields. And you had yeah. both, both 54 hole events, essentially. So at this point, like the whole – well, it's only 54 holes – it's kind of tough. Also, I just want to say, I don't know, guys, what you thought. We knew about this forecast literally all week. Yep. yep. And then we knew that Monday was even worse than Sunday. Why didn't the tour do anything to 
to try to get this in by Saturday. Yeah, I mean, people thought they might, you know, oh, play 36 on, yeah. on Friday or Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 27, up- 27, on, 27 on Friday and Saturday. You get it. I mean, to me, that's no excuse with a smaller field. Um, no yeah. excuse. So, again, and I wanted to point out, CP, you made that list of most hated media uh, <laughs> members by a live bot. I, I just want to say we're being fair here. I'm po- we're pointing out the 54 holes. We're We've not- always been fair. We're right. always fair. We're this, always fair. I, I was thinking about this all weekend after that. Like, yeah, we all, everyone, we should on the PGA Tour, like, all Ten time. times as Four much. Yeah. Well, because but you right. you you pay attention to their league, and you we all comment on stuff as we would if it were the PGA Tour, right? And they all like get their panties in a bunch. They're the softest collection yeah. of people on golf Twitter, unfortunately, and they think that, yeah. that we are. But again, they are. yeah, we. If you want us to cover your league, we're going to cover it the exact. This we talk about this with the LPGA when yeah. someone says something critical of some player and everyone's like, Oh my God, how could he? It's like, this is what we do for the PGA tour too. Right. We're, we're trying to be fair. Trying to be fair. We're still bitching about that. So. Um, and what's funny is of all of us, even I would say you are the most not pro live, but like definitely not like anti live mm-hmm. of any of us, especially. And the fact that you got singled out was hysterical to me by these live guys, because if anything, I would say me, Steve, Joel, well, Joel, you know, a lot of other people, they, they did just throw Golf Digest as a blanket one on there. But to call you out, now you did, you've had your conspiracy theories with the Chase Kemp. Yeah, they haven't forgot. They haven't forgotten. Maybe that, that was one. it. But other than that, you kill the tour more and you are just as happy to give praise to a live guy or whatever as just about anybody. So I'm a He's Brooks probably- guy. We, I, I mean, I think we all won on Brooks at the PGA. 100%. And then I see Brooks Kepka tracker replying like, at, to that list, like, oh, they all called Brooks washed. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like team Brooks, like since the beginning of time. So yeah. these guys are just, you know, they, they, everyone lives in their own yep. narrative world. Oh, they hear what they want to hear. They yeah. hear what they, they want to hear. They, they want to see. see. Yeah. Exactly. So it was, when I, oh, when, when I saw that, I was like, my yeah. heart skipped a beat. Like any yeah. extra followers, little attention. Like that's the name of the game, baby. That is the name awesome. of the game. On the list, Dan has been like yep. of the big, yes, with big followings, like the most fair, and gotten shredded for that. Yep. So yeah. it's, right. that that's, was just a ridiculous. That's what's hysterical. I feel like we've all gotten shredded way more for being like pro. Well, we've gotten shredded both ways. That's the that's the funny thing. Shredded, you, shredded, shredded. you say one thing, you get shredded for that as a pro. You know, PJ Tour stand paid and bought corrupt media, this and that. Something about live. And I get people like, Alex, what are you doing? Don't give them any like credence. It's like, (laughs) I'm just trying to be fair and I'll be fair because there was no, yes, it had a lot to do. There was no golf on Sunday because the PGA tour couldn't have helped that. They they could have finished the tournament Saturday, but there was no PGA tour on Sunday. I watched the last few holes of live and then it went to the playoffs. So I said, of course, I got to watch the playoff. I watched the most live I've ever watched. Um, you know, is the commentary a little over the top? Yes. Is the music just embarrassing? In the music background? goes away on the last few holes. Suddenly, yeah, cares all mm-hmm. of a sudden uh, on, uh, when it gets to crunch time. That's true. But it's interesting. 
that, that they, is interesting. They turn the music off like when it matters all of a sudden. Right. Which I mean they should. They should turn it off all the time. But um <laughs> yeah, but, does the whole event matter or just the last two holes? I, I was right. well, and, and like and you know and and Steve, we're girl dads here, but like Sergio with his daughter when he should be probably, you know, hitting a few putts or whatever. Right. Wait for the playoff, it's like you're hamming it up for the camera with your daughter. It doesn't really scream yeah. serious golf. But <laughs> The, the the they show a lot of golf they do a great job jumping around getting you caught up on the highlights and again i mean i'm sorry it's rom sergio neiman coming down the stretch cam it, smith's up there that leaderboard was insane brooks brooks yeah. even, brooks is there heck of, heck of a leaderboard i mean I, I i was thinking this like at the end of the day i love watching joaquin neiman hit a golf ball like i just yeah. i couldn't you know i Turned it on. I was like, he's an amazing player. We've won money on him. We've bet yep. him. Yep. Riviera week yep. was great two years yep. ago. Uh, he's a young up and coming player. We were all, you know, yep. very high on, still am high on. Um, so I, yeah, I, I like watching him play golf. So I'm going to put it on when, when he's on. Yeah. You, you could say he was almost like Ludwig Gobert a few years ago. Yep. Oh, the hot yep. guy, all of golf Twitter loves him. And then as soon as he signs with live, people just dismiss him. Now I will say he did sign with Liv before he had, you know, these older guys or the guys who are exempt into the majors and all that. And we talked to Abe Answer last week. He fully admits he's, you know, he wishes he was in the majors too. But he, what did he say, guys? He said, you're never going to hear me bitch about it because yeah. I knew what I signed up for. Yeah. For Neiman to stand there and gripe about it is embarrassing. When he's in the British Open too, right? When, he, when he's in the British and he's in the PGA, someone said. So oh really? Only not, yeah, he's only not in the Masters and the U.S. Open. And by the way, you could go out there and qualify for U.S. Open like Sergio Garcia did. I give him credit. He went out and went to a qualifier and did it. So, but like you know, just to hear Abe answer last week and then a few days later Neiman to say that it's like, dude. I, again, I want to root for him. He's a great, great young player. He seems like a great guy. Bitching about the majors when you knew that going in. I feel like the announcer though kind of set him up because he's like, you know, in like some of the best golf in the world. And set him up. You know, so it was easy to kind of lead into that. It was like an alley oop for Neiman. So that's true. But I will say this, and like with our buddy Abe, the guy had Neiman hadn't won a live tournament yet. Yeah. Like, like, so is he really playing the best golf on the earth? I mean, yeah, this past week, sure, he shot a 59 um and won the tournament, but like. He hadn't, you would have thought he would have won a live event by now. But he had won over on the DP World Tour, right? Or, or somewhere. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he did at the he end of the tour. year. You're right. Yeah. He did at the end of the year. But fine. I'm saying once he went to live, there was like a year or so where like we didn't uh -oh. hear anything about him, basically. Yeah. So it's not like he was tearing it up. I mean, uh, but no, now he is. I mean, look, he's young. He's got plenty of time. He's He could still be one of the greats. And Australian Open, yeah, he did win that. Oh, awesome! Yeah. That's a big, that's a big it one. Should be a major, apparently. So. Yeah, and and look, <laughs> the the world ranking should we've we've and again, just to go back to our fairness, the world ranking should figure something out here. Yeah, of course. It's obviously, Joaquin Neiman should be in the majors. Yes. None of, obviously, Taylor Gooch should be in all the majors. None of us would ever argue the contrary. That's just arguing against logic. But you can't bitch about it when you knew that going in. That's all. Just anyway. Um, but I, again, I don't know, Steve, it sounds like you were watching a little too. I, I, I gotta say, yeah. I mean, look, if Liv's on, the tour's not on, or, or even if they're both on. They had the, I mean, the mic, mic'd up the last, the last hole, they had the caddy and yeah. on the green. Yeah. Like I've never seen that before talking through the final putt. That was, that's, that's great. That's a win. Good job. It's but a win. 
Good job. Clap Good it job. up. Pat on the head. Good job. And if their stars are actually going to show up, whereas, I mean, oh. look, you could say Wyndham Clark is a star. Ludwig, this week was was better, but we've been, these first few weeks of the year, the PGA Tour stars are MIA. At least these live guys showed up to the first event. And uh, we're, and, and Rom, you know, whatever, make, make fun of the, the meme of him, you know, that picture, whatever, going into the debut, whatever. The guy showed up. He played great. He choked his guts out the last two holes, which is actually makes Liv seem more credible to me. The fact that a major champ would bogey the last two holes. I think he obviously was feeling a lot of pressure. Oh, yeah. so, he was, he was pissed when he was asked yeah. about it. I mean, right after the 18th green. He's like, yeah, I don't really care about the team when I just, you know, I lost. That's, that's what I do. On the PGA <laughs> tour, on the PGA tour, he would have been able to just blow off the media and <laughs> but on live, you gotta, you gotta play. Yeah. That's great though that he that he said I don't care about the team stuff because they're they're saying he reversed it eventually. Yeah. Okay. First reaction was tough. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, look, at least he's being honest. I I mean, obviously, all those guys, you're so like used to playing for yourself your whole life. Right. Of course, that's gonna be what you're thinking about more than the team. But I'm sure he's happy as team one. I mean, look, we could have a new dynasty here, guys. Move over four aces. We got uh, Legion 13. Um, and their stack team, I, Caleb Surratt. Yep. Yep. I mean, he could be the next Ludwig too. They got, they got a young studs coming up. So. One week turning pro. You, what? How much did he make? Like six hundred seventy grand or something? Yeah, probably eighteen. Yeah, and um, we're not gonna. I, I don't want to like feed speculation here, but who knows? By the time this comes out, there could be more live news because we're getting guys WDing from mm. the. WM Phoenix open left and right here. Again, uh-huh. no clue if it has anything to do with it. But last week, what happened? You know, you get the late WD. The week before, it was Adrian Moronk. Last week, it was Victor. Uh, not, sorry, not Victor. Last week, it was Tyrrell Hatton. <laughs> I, I, look, when that Ryder Cup thing was proposed a year or so ago, it was a total joke. It is a good battle now. If you look <laughs> at the top 12 versus the top 12, yep. and if they get one or two more guys you might give live the edge it's it's crazy how much this things have changed guys in, in the last year and once yeah. crazy so but i did want to say we were all we were watching it was good golf yeah um finishing i can't believe that last hole they played it was so dark and Ser- i'm amazed sergio was like let's go let's go yeah. and Sergio wanted to walk i mean sergio was a gamer i gotta give him credit uh, uh so and he almost chipped made that he almost hit the hole yeah. on the pitch um okay we talked enough golf let's get into our interview with victor cruz um again one of our favorites obviously super bowl legend for the giants uh big time golfer a new jersey guy these guys are, are geeking out because it's, it's he's a jersey guy dude I, he was at the same range yesterday I just looked at his instagram story like i was literally balls? there you like were two balls? hours earlier that's unbelievable yeah, yeah. I was on the pre- on the putting green because I got a new putter. Shout out to Mike Johnson. Two private, two private course guys slumming it up at Galloping Hill. Yeah, that's amazing. Steve, <laughs> you slummed it. Man of the just two men of the people. That's that's yeah, how Jersey did. Almost crossed path. Well, we got to get yeah. we got to get around going this summer. We'll see. We will. We will. In the meantime, please have a listen to our lively chat with Victor Cruz. All right, we are very excited to welcome uh, former Super Bowl champ former pro bowler and just general New York sports legend, 
Victor Cruz. Victor, how you doing? Thanks for coming on today. I'm all good, man. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. You got. I I, I should be wearing my Giants hat. We're obviously we're all big Giants fans. So, um, and you you know until last year, really, you guys were kind of the last glory years, and we've had a you know a down decade really for for our Giants. Rough. But, <laughs> but um anyway we you know we were just chatting with you about some golf get it tell us about your uh your current golf game i know you've uh you've gotten the golf bug in recent years uh how, how are you playing these days yeah the golf bug has in fact bit me so i've been uh this is year three three and change coming up here this year yeah. going on four towards the end of the end of the year and man it's it's been a journey and it still is. And I think it will be forever at this point, right? Like I got into it because my daughter started golfing when she was five. She used to go with our nanny and just be out and just, at first it was just something for her to just like do as, you know, make her as tired as possible. So when she gets home, right. we can feed her and she can go yeah. to bed. I mean, it was that kind of thing. And then as she kept going and kept going and I was like, okay, like she likes this. Like she's, yeah. you know, she's not de de declining to go. So I went to go, I think in the first couple of years, I was just uh, I would just let her go. I would never go with her. I think when she was around seven or eight, I was like, let me take you to your lesson. She started taking lessons. I go, let me take you to the, to your lesson. We got there a little early. And uh, she said, Daddy, I want to just practice my chipping and putting real quick before I start the lesson. I go, okay, my daughter's very, like, a lot of energy, very all over the place, like ball of energy all the time. And uh, she went to the putting green and, like, dropped a couple balls on the on the green and, like, took her putter out. And like was quiet, and and I looked, and I was like, "This is the sport that gets you to be quiet and focus." <laughs> wow. Okay, now I got to do this with you yeah. to like begin this journey with you, and now we play forever. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, in the beginning, it was rough yucking around these courses, and I remember the first time I played, I went to, I was at Baltusrol with like a good friend oh. of mine, and I was, you got me out here digging a new grave in this place. <laughs> like this is this is not fun right now, yeah. but. Uh, obviously, you learn from that, and those friends keep you coming, so you make sure you get the reps, right? It's all about the yeah. reps, and now I'm able to at least hold my own on a golf course, which is pretty cool. So your first round ever was at Baltusrol? That's sick. First round ever was at Baltusrol. <laughs> I, I remember shaking at the first tee box, like, why Why am I – like, this is beautiful, right? I'm there, yeah. like – because at that point, I'm just taking it all in. I'm just getting used to courses. I'm like, oh, this is stunning. Like, you could feel the difference – between that and like Galloping Hill, right? Like, you right. know, there's levels to the golf thing. Right. And then that first tee box, I think I might have whiffed. Uh, I might have whiffed that first time. And then when I did hit it, it went sharply to the right. So yeah, it wasn't, yeah. uh, wasn't my greatest outing. But I've, I've gone back since then okay. and Good. redeemed myself a little bit. So, Good. so it's, uh, it's gotten better, yeah. I mean, that's somewhere like if you had been playing for 25 years, that first tee still gets you nervous. Yes. That's a crazy <laughs> introduced to the game. I mean, did you count all the shots that day too? Did you, were you counting them no all? No way. I mean, I sat a couple holes out. Like, you know, in the <laughs> beginning, like you hit so much by the seventh hole, I'm like tired. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. okay, I got to figure, you know, I got to come. And then you don't want to hold the group up. You know, you're kind of right. just figuring out how to stay on pace i think that was a, i'll never forget the first lesson i took the guy told me he was like as long as you play fast yeah. and have fun you're gonna have a good time you'll figure yeah. this golf thing out and i was like are you sure that's it i feel like i need to learn how to hit something first <laughs> he's like i promise you we'll get to that but as long as you have fun and keep pace yep. the rest will come the rest will come yeah do you, do you remember what was the next course you played a full round after after ball to stroll and was it kind of 
shocking the difference? Um, the next full round I played at, I mean, I've I'm I'm the I'm the I'm the country club mooch, so I've played so many. <laughs> oh, Glen Arbor! I played Glen Arbor. Oh, country that's club. A beautiful. It's not exactly a downgrade. Yeah, yeah. yeah not a downgrade. So I mean, yeah. again, I'm just keeping pace. I'm just yeah. continuing to play, getting the reps in, and I just think like I got the best, coolest friends in the world that like just keep bringing me on, right? Like you got yeah. the friends that are just like look, this is the only way you're gonna learn. Just keep bringing me to their place and keep bringing me around. And uh, and keep bringing me out there. So yeah, Glen Arbor. Which which fast forward now. I'm doing my very first golf outing July second at wow, Glen Arbor. Very nice. Awesome. Yeah, wow. full circle. Very cool. Very cool. Also, very cool that your daughter actually got you into golf. It's so funny because my daughter is five, and I she just started these like town lessons, and I take her every week, and I'm like just begging that she gets into it because it'll let me play. But it's amazing she actually got you into golf. Absolutely. Um, when you guys play what together or practice together what what's that like does she uh you know does she needle you at all or, or what <laughs> she always gives me crap man like <laughs> she's always on me i'm not gonna lie we played uh we went out to la a couple times this was last year and they have a part three course at weddington which is it's about to be rebuilt it's about to be a whole new thing it's about to be shut down or whatever so mm -hmm. we got to play this little part three and like she beat me a couple holes like wow. she yeah, she got, you know, we had to move up. So, like, make yeah, it, yeah. make you know, whatever. But she, like, her putting and short game is, is exceptional because she doesn't, she just has one pace, right? It's all soft hands and just yeah. getting it up on there. And I meanwhile, like, over gripping, like, what's happening? Like, yeah. so she, uh, she beat me a couple holes and she, to this day, never lets me live that down. <laughs> and, um, but like, you know, teaching her has been, you know, I love being there with her. And I feel like I'm far enough in my journey that I can give her some gems, right? I have the luxury of having some friends that are like really good golfers and they just, I send them videos or I go play with them. And there's one guy, my guy, Chris Johnson, who uh, he's out in Orlando area. He's like a plus three handicap. And he was my caddy at this tournament that I played in at the Lake Nona, the celebrity pro-am with the nice. women and things like that. I played there two years in a row now. So it's been fun, but he's my caddy. And like those four days, I just... I'm so used to the grind and so used to just like locking it, almost like a training camp for me, right? Yeah. So I look forward to those moments because then I know I'm going to get better. I know I'm going to get the rep, the quality reps that I need. And um, and it's always a fun moment. But my daughter, she loves that I get to teach her. Some days she's in the mood for my tutelage and some <laughs> days she isn't, you know? So we, we take those days individually and, and work around them. But even yesterday, like we was working on our chipping, keeping our body in sync, keeping everything together. And uh, she was picking it up a little bit. And then after about an hour of that, she's like, all right, daddy, get out, get out of my face. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> hey, good. Uh, well, we got to talk about your year in golf last year. Cause I mean, for someone who's only been playing for three years, it was pretty epic. You went to the Ryder cup in Italy, played in that celebrity event. You played Royal Liverpool before the open uh, East Lake, but you know, during the tour championship, Olympia fields, yeah. I mean, what was the highlight out of all that? And like, how did you pull all that off? Cause that's incredible. It was out of my, somehow my scheduling, my, my calendars were just like, Eureka, you're good. All these dates are aligning. So it all worked out. Um, but man, all those, all those things, I mean, being able to just like chop it up with Rory on the, on the range and just like 
develop these friendships and these guys that that I follow on Instagram now that hit me up and vice versa, like Max Homa and Justin Thomas and just <laughs> being able to just have that outreach, right? Like just because I love the game of golf right. and they're hitting me up like, yo, like we see you're into the game, like keep going and just encouraging stuff and then be able to see them. I think the Ryder Cup Pro-Am uh, tournament was probably the best one. Like that one was just a complete game changer to play that course to feel that energy from the people. I kind of came out that first tee box. If I thought I was shaking at Baltusrol, <laughs> I was shivering at Ryder yeah. Cup <laughs> box. So, and it's like one of those things where you like, oh no, this is like three days, two days before it starts. Like no one's going to be out there. It's just going to be us. And you come out and you're like, holy smokes, there's like 400 <laughs> people here today. And it's just the Tuesday before, you know, the Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday before it starts. So I go out there and then like just being able to play with different people, Catherine, uh, Catherine Newton, who's an exceptional golfer and taught me some things and the great actresses were like just being there with those people and, and rubbing elbows and rubbing shoulders with all those guys and just seeing the the fans. There were so many Giants fans there were so many Victor Cruz fans out there. I was like, I just started playing this thing. How do you guys even know that I'm out here and like being invited to different courses? So the Ryder Cup experience was probably top notch for me. Um, but just looking forward to, you know, Beth Page is coming up next year. I'm like, I got to get I got to get the New York invite. Oh, I yeah. got the Italy. You know what for I mean? Sure. So I'm hoping it comes for, for it comes back around. For sure. Uh, we're obviously enormous Eli Manning stands. Uh, how often have you played with him, if at, if at all? And has he gotten you out to uh, Somerset Hills? So I haven't. So it's funny because I met some of his friends and some other members of Somerset Hills through through Eli. Um, and I've played more with them than I have with him. I haven't <laughs> played with Eli yet. And I give him crap. Every time I see him, I'm like, bro, I got... The, the clubs are in the trunk. I'm ready right now. I'm ready at all times. <laughs> Travel with me everywhere. But uh, but he said this year we're going to get it done. I saw, obviously see him at a bunch of games. So he said this year we'll, we'll, we'll hang out and, and figure out a time to get around in during the summer, during the spring. So I'm excited to see his game. I've only heard stories about uh, – so I, I gave him crap because I had a I had a hole-in-one the first year I started playing. Oh, my God. And it's not it's not great. It wasn't like I hit the best tee shot in the world. I hit like a elevated tee box, a liner, hit short, backstop, right into the cup, <laughs> everything. And then I shot like 112 the rest <laughs> of the round. Um, but it was one of those things. But uh, Eli's story of his holding one is I always give him crap because I heard a story about it and I asked him and he was like, I don't want to talk about it. But that which means it's true because he said he hit the ball and it hit a tree, bounced off the tree, hit another tree bounced onto the front of the green and went in and he doesn't oh like it because it hit two trees and then I was so like, he doesn't even want to count it basically yeah like, i don't what care happened? what it looks like if there were people that witnessed it right so it hit both of those trees going to the cup i'm claiming it okay right that's amazing well okay well you answered a question i i assume then a hole in one is maybe your golf highlight but what about uh, what's your best score so far? What What's the handicap at these days going into next season? Best score to date was down in the Dominican. I played a course out there in Punta Cana, and I, I scored an 82. Hey, and right. threw myself a small party back at the villa after I was done. <laughs> this was like over the moon. The trip was yeah. made, the whole thing. And then handicap is an 11.1 right now. Right. So we're working at it, man, just trying to get better. The key now is – is like shot choice, like, yeah. you know, understanding which shot to use, understanding like sometimes you don't have to go for the, the layup shot and the whole thing, just just picking my spots on the golf course and obviously working on the putting, trying to eliminate the, 
the dreaded three putt. So uh, so if I can just do that, the, the scores will start to get better. Hopefully we can uh, limit, you know, get our handicap down a couple notches by the end of the summer too. Yeah. All in one. Uh, did you rack up a pretty big bar tab for all the drinks after that? So, so luckily I was, it was during an outing. So oh, okay. I didn't necessarily have to do that. But, uh, but the guys afterwards in the clubhouse were just looking at us like, I don't, I don't see any drinks around for us. Man. <laughs> they like was giving me crap about it, but it was it was cool. And uh, and they gave me um, you know, they gave me the flag stick from the joint, the little keep the thing. And now I'm like, I'm like an honorary member at Hudson National. Like that's where I mean they're ripping the place up oh, now. Wow, our favorite. And, uh, yeah. They're doing a whole new course over there, so we'll see what it looks like. But uh, but yeah, every time I call or want to play there, they're like, come on down. I'm like, oh. I'm like this is pretty cool. That's great. Do you are you, you still working out? I'm sure a lot um, in retirement. Are you doing like specific golf exercises or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So I told my trainer. So my trainer is the type of person I uh, worked out with one trainer for a while, and I've switched to this uh, this female trainer who's who's amazing. And I'm like, hey, I'm I'm retired. Like I don't know if I don't know if you know that or not. I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty much made that pretty clear. But she doesn't really care. She like we're still doing workouts. Like I'm playing on Sunday, wow. so I still stay pretty fit for the most part. But we've also done. Obviously, she sees me in the golf, on the social stuff, and, and things like that. So she's switching some of the workouts to make sure we incorporate more core and make sure we're doing different turning and flexibility drills and 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 more core strength things uh, to make sure I can sustain out there. Especially when I'm, you know, I'm in the pocket now where I'm going to play tournaments for four days and I'm doing different things. So my body has to be able to kind of withstand. And I tell you what, man, I give these, I give these guys a lot of credit, you know, playing after two days. I'm like, I don't know if I got two more days of this in my right. body, but somehow, you know, you get your massages and you get your workouts in and then you feel ready the next morning and you go out there and do it again. But for guys to be able to do that week in and week out, it, it takes a lot more toll on your body than, than I even thought, to be honest. I, obviously, like you said, you're retired from football, but, I know you must keep busy. It's either staying in shape, either golf. I know you've done some TV. What else do you got going on these days? What what else keeps Victor Cruz busy in retirement? Yeah, a little bit of everything, man. Yeah. Aside from our 12-year-old daughter now that, that yeah, definitely uh, running rampant and doing different things. But I'm in the TV space, right? I'm still doing some work over at Fox Sports 1 with Craig Carr, and I'm on that show from time to time. I'm still on the post-game show with the Giants. I work about nine games a year there. Um, I'm still doing a lot of entrepreneurial things. I'm bringing a crystals, uh, fast food franchise to the Northern New Jersey area for the first time, hoping, hoping to break ground on that this year. We've been in talks on that for like uh, about two, three years now. So we're doing that. And then, um, and then still in the fashion space, I'm actually reaching out to some golf brands to see if I can design a shoe for some of those guys and and just keep keep that, uh, keep that energy going and, and things like that. So um, yeah, man, just staying busy, uh, staying focused on some things. I'll be out at Super Bowl. That's always a big week for me, doing a bunch of different uh, uh, activations, sign a Captain Morgan also on that, like, influencer side, right? Sign a Captain Morgan. I have some things with BMW as well. So I just try to stay as busy as I can, continuing to uh, diversify the portfolio and, and keep things going. Wait, which fast food is it? Crystal. It's called Crystals. It's predominantly... Oh, I know Crystals. Yeah, in uh, in uh, New Orleans, I remember going right. to Crystal's. Yeah, all right. So it's it's really good. good. A friend of mine, it's funny that it actually came about on the golf course, right? A friend of mine okay. was like, hey, there's this guy that wants to talk to you about potentially franchising and opening up this brand that would be great in the New Jersey area with your yeah. name and your backing. 
um, to kind of launch it. And I was like, oh, this is a no brainer. And, uh, and that, and that's actually how it got going. Very cool. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, Super Bowl week and obviously, man, it was 12 years ago, 2012. Super Unbelievable. Don't do that. Is that <laughs> Unbelievable. I feel old, I feel old enough. Okay. Yeah. In the morning. Us too. Us too. Unbelievable. So I mean, it's crazy how time just flies on that too, man. It was just yeah. yesterday. I felt like I was warming up or like, yeah. or going through this process, right? The playoffs, getting ready for the Super Bowl, right. traveling, telling my family, I don't have a million tickets for you guys. I only got five <laughs> or four. Like, I don't yeah. know. these things aren't free. You know what I mean? So like all of those things culminating, um, it, it's really crazy that it's been 12 years already. Hmm. Unbelievable. But you said you're getting back out there. What uh, what are you looking forward to most from the game? Um, and are you surprised at all by the matchup that we have? Um, I'm 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 not surprised. I'm a little surprised. I had Baltimore kind of kind of getting making a deeper sure. run, but man, I'm not. I mean, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, man, and you look at the way he's just carrying himself and carrying that team, and just able to just raise his level of play, and it's like. You know, obviously, having played the game, I know a guy, uh, you know, I played with a guy in Eli that not just made the plays when he was supposed to, but he knew how to manage the game. I think that's mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing that Pat Mahomes doesn't really get enough credit for is, like, he knows when to take a sack, right? He knows when to throw it away. He knows when to do all the little things to either, A, keep possession, or, B, I mean, teams are going for it on fourth down more than I've ever seen in my life now. So, like... Pat Mahomes really feels like he has four downs to really do whatever he needs to do. And Andy Reid has that complete faith in him. So he understands when to throw the ball away, when to make those little plays. And when it's time for him and Travis Kelsey or one of his pass catchers to go above the X's and O's one time, like he knows when to do that. And those guys rise up for him. So it's just insane to see uh, Patrick Mahomes and those guys, you know, after having a rocky season kind of up and down and kind of just right. making it, just making it through. And then to raise their level of play through the playoffs has been special. And then on the other side with Brock Purdy, it's just, uh, you know, I can I can relish in that, right? A no-name guy or kind yeah. of an unheralded guy right. that kind of got his opportunity. And here he is in the Super Bowl, you know, making the best of it. And who's to say last year if he didn't get hurt? They might have been in it yep. again, too, yep. last year. So, True. you know, it's good to see guys like that win. And the, and those guys that he's got around him and Debo and Ayuk and, and uh, you know, the tight end over there. I mean, you can't. There's nothing short of uh, of stars over there that that are, that are, that have the ability to like change the per the per the perception of the game at any point in time. So it's going to be a great game in my opinion. But if you're asking me to pick one, I gotta go. I gotta go with the with the mini goat in uh in Pat Mahomes right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. We got we got to do a little Victor Cruz state of the the New York Giants as Giants fans here. Obviously, great year last year. We were all. Maybe overly optimistic, and then uh, and then obviously this past year happened. So are you are you feeling a little negative heading into next year, or um, do you think everyone's kind of acting a little bit crazy after one bad year? I think um, I think well, a we had a, a bunch of injuries last year that that you know we definitely didn't want to have, right? But I'm optimistic because Saquon Barkley finished the season well, and he finished the season healthy. And uh, and he continued to prove that he's a guy that's our anchor and a guy that we can depend on in that backfield, which if we look at San Fran and if we look at even Kansas City, that running back position is is an important one. Now, one that's important on the field, not necessarily financially important to a lot of these owners, unfortunately, but it's an important position nonetheless. So 
Um, I just think that we need to do a better job of bringing on talent that can protect our quarterback offensively. And and guys also need to kind of – I think we're, we're missing a number one receiver. I think we got to figure out if we trade up for Marvin Harrison or, like, whatever that guy is. I think we need to identify that and then go get – I don't care if we use every other pick on an offensive lineman – we need to protect Daniel Jones at all costs. And, yeah. and if it's not Daniel Jones, if it's another guy, we need to protect him too. So we still need a litany of offensive linemen. So in my opinion, offensive line is a big um, a big focal point for me in terms of this team and see where we go in the future. Because if you look at those Super Bowl winning teams and you look at the offensive line, we had some Wally Mammoths on that team that were able to just keep guys in front of them, keep Eli upright. And then when you face those elite level defenses and defensive lines – those guys got to raise their level of play. And and as we saw in the NFC Championship game with Eli, you know, those moments where he's picking himself up off the ground and continuing to play, those are the moments that change the perspective. But when it was third down and we needed one, he was upright and able to look downfield and make the play when, when we needed them. So I think we need to find some of that magic again. And I think it starts with our O-line. Well, uh, I know you played with Michael Strahan before J.R. Smith's a buddy. Who, who would be like three people – you haven't played golf with who you know would be your ideal foursome if you could choose well that's a good question um i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with michael jordan good one. and i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with tom brady mm. oh and, and then, uh, because i just saw him i just saw him top one at Pebble, yeah you saw so. him top that yeah, <laughs> yeah you like, can take him to make yourself feel better God. Damn, I was like, this is great. Nothing made me smile more than seeing him top one at Pebble. That was good. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, and then lastly, I'm going to go with uh, – who am I going to go with? I'm going to go with Tiger Woods, man. Cause, hey, like, yeah. I got a lot of questions for that guy. <laughs> I might not even – I'll be – I might forget to, like, hit my tee shot and approach right. shots when I'm just walking with him because I got a lot, lot of questions. Hey, most of them having to do with, like, parenting, right? Because – how does he even handle like Charlie and his expectations just sure. being in the game of golf and loving it? And, you know, my daughter has some of that, right? Like she's, if she decides to take this game, we're actually moving to Florida this year, believe it or not, so that she can just be around the game every day and kind of have it at her disposal whenever she wants. So like she'll have some of that just walking around as my daughter and, you know, for whatever that is and just seeing how she can handle it and kind of be above the fray. So I got, a lot of the questions are geared towards parenting. Then I just got some questions like a, a, a lot of the questions are going to start with how the hell did you do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> uh, right. uh, a mix of those two. Well, speaking of questions, I mean, you mentioned Daniel Jones and like we all are believers in Daniel Jones. And I got to say, it's a little easier when you got, you know, I love, we all love Eli too, but when looking back at it, when you have Akeem Nix and Victor Cruz, I mean, you guys were the top duo in the league. I mean, like we're we're biased, but you were the top duo in the league. Daniel Jones has not had those kind of weapons out there. Do you believe in Daniel Jones if he gets the protection, if he gets maybe a nice number one receiver that he could be a next level guy? I do, and and if you look at the the kind of the trend that's been around the league, right, of of success is guys that can throw the football downfield guys that have weapons around him, right? He's never really had true, true weapons around him. That's why I think we need, like, a number one receiver type of guy because those guys are going to be your anchor. When you need a play, when you need a big play, those can be your anchor. And 
they're going to suck up a lot of that attention defensively to where your second or third guy are going to get a lot of one-on-one. So uh, who knows a guy can rise up from that and be a viable piece for us offensively on that side. And you got guys that can run or guys that are mobile. And Daniel Jones has proven to be, he's not the fastest. He's not Lamar Jackson type, but he's mobile. He can get out of the pocket. He can extend plays. He can get you a first down with his legs when he needs to. And I think his skill set embodies like what a successful quarterback looks like in this league. Um, But we got to get him some more talent around him, both offensively on the line and then get him a guy, get him, get him a bona fide guy that he can just sit back and say, Hey, when I'm in trouble, I'm going to throw it up to this guy. He's nine times out of 10, even eight times out of 10, this guy's going to make a play for him. Like Eli Manning Manning in Green Bay, lobbing it down there. Keem Hmm. Hicks, Hail Mary. I still don't know how Hakeem caught that. I remember looking up and then I was doing this, like looking and I'm like, the ball's there. Why is no one around Hakeem? The the ball's coming down now and Hakeem is still by himself. And he got up and caught that thing and damn near nestled it on his helmet and came down. And I was just like, (laughs) <laughs> that type of run, that run that we were having, even from the end of the regular season yeah. all the way through was just, it was out of body, man. I think everybody, yeah. there was a feeling within the locker room that like everyone just understood the gravity of all of this. And everyone just knew if we had each other's backs, like we'd be fine. You know, yeah. it wasn't like one guy trying to do too much or anyone trying to be outside of their roles. Everyone understood exactly what was asked of them. And no one tried to do anything above that. It was like, if I do what I need to do, we're going to be all right. And those practices leading up to the Super Bowl were some of the most efficient, best practices that mm-hmm. I've ever been a part of at any level of football. We didn't have a drop. We didn't have a missed assignment to the point where we would go to our meetings after our practices and our coach would be like, hey, look, I don't really have much to critique from you guys today. So wow. we're just going to watch some on New England just to make sure we stay sharp on what they're doing, what they could do to us defensively. And we're going to get out of here and let you guys get some rest. Wow. Because we were, we were like that. We were that sharp. And then on game day, it just it showed, you know? Well, everything everything changed on Christmas Eve. It's like my one of the yeah. greatest things of my life, one oh. of the greatest touchdowns I've ever oh. seen. I remember um, where I was. I yeah. remember where I was, remember oh. how loud I was screaming, how much the Jets fans were, like, yep. awful that whole offseason, running their mouths like they'd done something. So that was really special for me. I appreciate that. Was that – Almost as cool as your your hole in one that ninety nine yard. <laughs> it's up there. It's definitely up there. I mean, there was the same level of jubilation, that's for sure. For the hole in one, I threw my golf club twenty feet in the air and was just like elated. And this one was the same, the same energy. There was a little bit more anger there because it was against the Jets. And I went when I threw the ball, I tried to put a hole through the through the through the logo. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean that ninety-nine yarder. It was, and and at the time we were kind of having a rocky time offensively, right? Oh, yeah. Get anything oh, going. yeah. They were kind of like, kind of owning us a little bit. Had yeah. us push back on our own on our own one-yard line. But I think that play kind of just um, raised the level of play of my whole team. I mean, uh, that play, and then later on when Ahmad Bradshaw ran over that yeah. safety. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I literally just got goosebumps <laughs> thinking like that was those two moments really changed the game for me. 100%. For sure. Um, well, last thing, uh, what, what any, who in particular are you excited to see when you get out there to, to Vegas or, and what are you excited to do uh, ahead of the big game this week? Oh man, I'm going to be honest. I'm excited to see those always a, a, a week of like seeing all the guys, right? I remember when I was playing and I was warming up for the Super Bowl and I'm seeing like 
Phil Sims and LT and sure. Michael Irvin and like and you just that's the one week where like all these guys come together and they're all there and you share stories and you have banter and you have a good time and I'm doing Q&As with some of these legends and doing different things with them. So you kind of have those moments to kind of share with those guys, which is always fun. And I'm going to be honest, I'm excited to just, I'm excited to play golf in Vegas. To be honest, I got a couple <laughs> tea times lined, I got a couple tea times lined up playing Great. Summit Club out there. Oh, yeah. And a little, uh, a little Shadow Creek too. So, oh, so we'll boy. See. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Too in Vegas. That's awesome. <laughs> well, sounds like you got a great week coming up, Victor. Uh, we really appreciate the time. Uh, get down to a single digit this year where we're all rooting for you. That's the goal. That's the and goal. we'll be looking for you um, at all these uh, celebrity events, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, please Victor. do, man. I had an absolute pleasure, guys. Good luck to you and see you guys around. All right. Again, that was awesome with uh, with Victor Cruz there. And, yeah, I mean, love to catch up with him in the summer, hopefully when the weather's a little warmer than it is right now. Um Okay, what else should we talk about? Well, I mean, we we were just talking about Super Bowl with Victor Cruz. Let's let's talk a little Super Bowl. Uh, Chiefs, Niners. I flipped back and forth in my head about fifty times on this. I I, I just I'm so worried that the Chiefs are my new Patriots. I'm going to keep betting against them. I'm going to keep yep. losing. Yep. But I do remember that the couple times I did bet on them, that Super Bowl against the Bucks and that game against the Patriots where they got the bat, the crazy call. I got in on them and then they broke my heart. So I don't know what to do, guys. What where, where are you leaning right now? Do you have any props? Do you have any other thoughts on the big game? I'm kind yeah. of over the Chiefs, to be honest. Um, I'm rooting for the 49ers, but I'm gonna bet on on the Chiefs. Um that's kind of where I am. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of- it just feels like, you know, the 49ers defense, you know, they've been exposed a little bit each game these these playoffs. Uh Purdy. I don't trust him really. You know, you're putting Spagnolo with two weeks to prepare against Purdy. I, I think it all lines up for Kansas City again. What do you think, CP? That's a good point. Better defense with extra rest, two weeks to prepare. That's usually kind of how this goes. The Broncos, Panthers, Super Bowl kind of springs to mind. That one incredible Cam Newton offense just got completely shut down because the Broncos had. Two weeks to prepare. Giants and Patriots obviously springs to mind in 07. A uh, lot of instances of exactly what you kind of just said. And yeah, I'm I'm with you, Myers. I, you know, everything is Chiefs. The quarterback, the coaching yeah. staff, the defense. Uh, even I would even say with the, the emergence of of Rice, the skill positions are are just as good. Pacheco is not McCaffrey, but you know he's such a hard runner and such a difference maker um tight end is is even steven uh it makes me and, and i feel like the whole world is saying you got to take Mahomes, you got to take Mahomes. yeah yep. so it makes me want to be smart sharp guy and go niners but the public has been fucking down yeah. all year so i don't know i'm it's a good that's what you want with the super bowl you want yep. i have no idea who to take so i'm probably not going to take a side what i will do is i have such great memories from my Kyle Juszczyk anytime TD bet a few years ago. So I think I will be betting on uh, mm. the Niners fullback to score again anytime. And big golfer, obviously, that video of him and um, yep. C-Mac practicing their swings, George Kittle, another big golfer filming it. I Oh, man. Yeah. No, you guys all make great points. Spags is lurking there, though. You're right. Um, he could he could make it tough. Party. Um, Shanahan's just like... He's got to prove it in a big spot, man. 
man really does because these last two games too they have been they've they had they had the 2021 on nfl network i was watching the other day i mean they were in complete control of the game and just completely melted just like he did when he was the falcons offensive coordinator so pretty pretty the super bowl yeah, well, yeah. The, the Chiefs Niners Super Bowl. Yeah. Here, here's what I remember about that game because I bet on the Niners and I was very sure that they were going to win. And through three quarters, they were do- they were dominating the game, right? Yep. I remember Mahomes threw up one two picks, I think. Maybe. I just remembered it was late, pretty late in the game. Mahomes threw a deep ball, kind of a jump ball. I forgot who caught it, probably Hill. And that saved the whole game. Oh, it was a. It was not. It wasn't a jump ball. It was underthrown, but he was so wide open. Okay, uh, it was third and fifteen too. It was third and fifteen. Game's and over. Game's yeah. over if they don't complete it. That's what. So that's what I remember. And I remember being like, I can't. I really think I had the right play there, and it was one play that just got them back in it. And then Mahomes was great for the last like few minutes of the game. So I, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I keep doubting the Chiefs though, and. Um, you know, I said if the Niners won, I was going to bet them. Then the line came out two and a half, and I was like, eh. and then it moved already. I don't know. It's crazy. Maybe I'll just bet the under, uh, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, the Niners' defense has been terrible, so maybe that's the worst play of, of, of all. And I think Purdy can actually – look, I don't think Purdy's, like, amazing, but I think he is good. I think he's, like, a top ten guy. I do. I think yes, he's – probably. I think he's right around that. I wouldn't ever say he's better than that, but he's good. I mean, he makes – and he's tough. He'll take hits and he'll make the throws. Um, maybe it's a shootout. Now I've talked myself into the over. Over! I'm honestly so excited. I am, I'm going to Riviera next week. Um, oh, nice. The event, stay with my sister. Tiger's going to be there. I think I'm going to an event Monday where he might be announcing the new clothing line, I think. Oh, so obviously stay tuned for that. But what I'm most excited about is I consulted with my wife. She doesn't really give a shit about the Super Bowl. Uh, one of the few humans in, in America who doesn't care. So I am going out to LA Sunday morning. So I'll be on LA time for the Super Bowl. I'm so excited. Wow. Okay. 3 p.m. Super Bowl. Um, I think we're going to my sister's neighbors. So going to be well rested on Monday. I, I can't remember being well rested on a Monday after a Super Bowl. So very excited for that. It was the uh, the Victor Cruz Super Bowl actually in 2012. It was the first week I or first year I worked at Golf Digest, and I mean we were out till three, four in the morning in, wow. in Manhattan, and drove to Wilton, Connecticut. Then like oh my hour God. and a half after like we went to sleep, and you know Jerry Tardy, the editor in chief, walks into the office like as I'm there at like six a.m. just because I like. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, all right, I got to get out of this apartment. Steve, you're, you're here early. (laughs) (laughs) I might've still been wearing like a giant jersey too, you know, because we were all pumped up. So amazing. So you're, you're, first of all, shout out Jerry Tardy, amazing column last week. If you didn't check it out, Mm. uh, is pro, how can pro golf be fixed? Sorry. You said the name, Steve, that reminds me though. You're, it's so funny because you're like, well, you're, what are you? Six years younger than me, seven years. Thirty-five. Yeah, I was twenty-two then. Right. So. Six years younger. So, well, I'm about to turn forty-two. So we're basically on the same schedule though, because my New York night till three, four in the morning was two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Yeah. Two thousand twelve. I was in Stanford. I was definitely 
had many, many a drink and many, many a great celebration, but it was not out to the city till four or five in the morning with, you know, the, the traffic stopped and people honking the horns. Oh, yeah. Crazy. It was, that was something else. So yeah, I'm a few years where I was a few years ahead of you with those celebrations. It was amazing. The Giants won those two Super Bowls in like, five I was years. not of drinking age for either. For either? Mm-hmm. Oh man. That's tough. Yeah. you're. you're uh, it's pro- probably for the best. Probably. Yeah, yeah, man. 07 was my first year of college. That was insane Woo. celebration, man. My first year of college was when they made the kind of, uh, not unexpected, but uh, the great run to the Super Bowl and then just got killed. Mm. So I watched that in, in my dorm room. That was a brutal beat down by the yes, way. Yes, it was. Um, which again, see, better defense, a couple weeks. Mm. Shut down the Giants who had just signed point to the Chiefs. 41. Yeah. Sometimes the... it is that easy as the public. Sometimes it is. The, the public has us this year. Um, all right. Let's make some picks for WM Phoenix Open. Now, again, not a signature event this week. So that could ex- explain maybe some of these late WDs. Again, hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, we haven't heard more live departures or anything like that. But it's still a good field. It's still a big-time event. Um, just not as big if it's not a signature event, obviously, like last week at Pebble. But you still have Scotty Scheffler. Uh, JT all of a sudden's hot. We know he plays well here. Max Homa, Jordan Speed. Scheffler's a two-time defending champ, right? I, I remember hitting on him um, maybe the last two years. Definitely that first one. Um, yep. when it, it was I think it was a playoff that went into the Super Bowl coverage. People weren't too thrilled about um, Minwoo Lee, our boys up there, Sam Burns playing well, Sahith Tagal, obviously. Um, guys, what are your thoughts on waste management this year? I'm very glad I got my JT bet in um before oh. Xander uh withdrew. So I caught a 13 to 1, and then there was a little boost up to 16 to 1. So Ooh. now that looks good. Um 10 to 1 right now. Wow. 10 to 1, yes. I mean, you know. You don't need to sell people on JT being back. The ball striking looks, you know, immaculate. The putter looks better. So um, this just feels like a great spot for him. He'll kind of relish in this environment too. I feel like he's the kind of guy to, to, you know, enjoy it and play off of it actually. So I think for me, it's just going to be two bets this week. It's JT and Spieth. Speed didn't look good last week, which I don't love, but you know, he, he loves TPC Scottsdale. And I think the number is decent at 18 to one. So I think it's just those two guys. Ah, man. Hideki and Fowler are both. I was just looking at both of those guys. North of 40 to one. Yeah. And they both have obviously played very well here in the past. Great he showed a, a little yeah. touch of life last yeah, week. So Hideki yeah. showed a touch of life at Tory. So. Yes. I like Those are pretty crazy. I I've seen all the JT. I think everyone's um, right to be on him. Yeah. Uh, Spieth too. I've bet him in the past here. He went on that crazy run a few years ago. He didn't win. I think we were all on him. Uh, kind of that was like the beginning. Oh yeah. What whatever number comeback he's on. Um, but that is crazy. Forty five to one for Hideki. Fifty for Ricky. That might. Could be it for me. Just, just those two. I, I need a little bet to win a lot, very badly in my life right now. So those will probably be my two bets. Those are great. What am I missing, by the way? With Wyndham Clark being thirty-five to one, same as like Cameron Young, who I actually was like intrigued by. Cameron Young even played well over in Dubai, desert course. 
Um, but when, why is Wyndham Clark only 35 to one? Like, no respect. Yeah. No respect. I mean, you can't adjust that much, I guess, because he was 101 last week, right? I know. That's crazy. And again, yeah. I, I bet him the week. Oh, it's yeah. So I bet him at Amex. Everybody was on him at Amex. Yeah. yeah. Such a killer. Yeah. You're right. I guess it's not going to move that much, but mm, I don't know. That's wow. Interesting. Um, ben On's been cooking. On. Yeah, yeah. I bet him last week. So I'm probably going to have to stay on him. I said yeah. only two bets. I know because you want to save some cap, obviously, for the big game, but you could also build some cap for the big game. So has cap has happened before. Has happened. Shout out Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka got it done for us. How many years ago was that? Four, five. That might have been the. Oh, that that was probably 19? Brady. Brady on COVID. the Bucks. Brady on the Bucks beating Mahomes. I think. I think it's twenty one. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, twenty. Yeah. 20, I think it was 21. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That was only three years ago. Biggest uh, golf payday in my life. Really? Because I finished yeah, like I sixth in a DFS contest. He was 55 to one. He was, he was 55 no, I remember to one. He was yeah. 55. We all had him at 55, which was, which was very the cool. community win of all community wins was Brooks oh, Kepka there. That was a good one. Um, all right. Well, anyway, Wyndham Clark 35 to one. I, I still don't get that, but okay. Good for him. Um, by the way, when, yeah, I mean, Wyndham Clark has won a major and two signature events in the last, what, seven months, eight months? Yeah. It's kind of, or not, not, maybe not that. Ten months? No, eight months. May, Wells Fargo? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not a pretty, it's not a pretty good run. Um, okay. So, uh, one other, I, this is so crazy. I know you guys have heard me bitch enough about the Costco churro, but another unbelievable dagger to me in my my cuisine life go out to cheesecake factory i've gotten from cheesecake factory every single time i've ever gone to the cheesecake factory the chicken marsala and i know it's not like the <laughs> classic chicken marsala but it's such an amazing portion and i love the sauce and it's so big i can take half of it back now anyway long story short i order it and they're like oh we got to check if we have that um they're taking it off the menu mm. i'm like no so within a month I get the churro and the chicken marsala. These are like staples on these menus. That's rough. That is brutal. But that's kind of bananas that, I mean, Cheesecake has the biggest menu. Biggest menu ever. And you get the same exact thing every time. Same thing every time. That's wrong with you. Well, I know people always kill me for that, but like, I only, it's, I probably only go, we, the kids love it. So we've gone more, but we still probably go like four times a year. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're going every week, you know, not even every month. So when I go, it's my favorite thing. You want to get your thing. All right. Yeah. I did get the steak, Diane. It was very good. I'm will <laughs> get that next time. Really good mashed potatoes. But and but and Julia's laughing at me that they don't have the chicken marsala. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not funny. She's also <laughs> laughing at me about my knee. I, it's like oh my god. Julia gets it. Brutal. She, she doesn't get it. She's she's <laughs> laughing in my face. She's got a good sense of humor. Yeah. So anyway, just getting daggered left and right. The knee, the churro, the chicken marsala. It just world. The world is changing. It really is. I mean, <laughs> and the last time we went, the person next to us got the chicken marsala. So you can't tell me nobody's ordering it. Right. It's chicken marsala. Uh, anyway, so maybe the chef. Chef's just trying to get creative. That's what happened. Maybe. maybe. Uh, did you guys watch the Grammys? 
I did. Believe it or not, I did. I'm I'm a fan of the live performances. I I watched so I got. Oh, I always I actually very good. I actually I muted anytime someone was talking and okay. That's and the way to do it. Performance would be on. Yeah, that's the way to watch the Grammys. You don't have to hear any nonsense you don't want to hear, and you can kind of enjoy the. I mean, I mean, I'm a dually, but we don't have to get into it. But she's the goat. So opening with her was incredible. And then I really just wanted to see Luke Combs, and I didn't know they were going to do that. I heard about our thing, and it was like, yeah, they did Dua, and then that I was like, I can go to bed. This is what a night at the Grammys. Yeah, but I did stick around for somebody. Oh, Miley, I, I'm I'm a huge Miley. Mm. Same. That outfit was Miley. Miley, I mean, she she literally said in the video, "I'm doing this so that I can watch it and say how." Great. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was amazing. I confident. I would say. I mean, she's not, she's not wrong. Let's just no, say, she's, she's not wrong. Um, I don't like that song, but I did watch the performance. It was a good performance. Um, Billy Joel, late. I was way asleep. Yeah, I, I never. Went, I actually didn't go to bed because I, I don't go to bed early. So I did. I did stay yeah. up for that. Too. It was good. I'm, I'm a huge Billy Joel fan. It's kind of crazy. He hasn't made like a pop song in over. 30. I know that song was pretty good too. It was pretty good, and he. I mean, he 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 sounded good. He looked yep. good. Um, but what's it called? I will say it was funny because I'm watching because earlier in the day, I mean, I feel so. Old. I'm like. Who's this Cezar something? I have no clue. No, no clue. clue. And so she performed when I'm watching and I'm like, all right. And then I'm watching and I'm like, all right, she's got a nice voice, whatever. The song's catchy. But then I literally turned to my wife. I'm like, is she singing in English? I can't, I can't understand one word she's saying. And I suddenly I go, wow, I sound like the oldest man. Oh, my mom was texting me too. She's like, Cezar, same thing like yeah and so i like i didn't know her, i couldn't do her name i couldn't understand the words i, I was like i sound like i like a 70 year old with a hearing aid i mean it was like embarrassing but i no i i agree the live performances are good and they definitely pulled out all the stops yep some interesting stuff even like i don't really i know i'm old but i'm not old enough to really know Joni mitchell but like whatever, she was eighty years old. I, mean, I muted that. I had no okay, idea. I mean whatever. Was, I I didn't make it through the whole song. I'll admit it. But whatever, <laughs> I, I stuck around. I saw some of that. Um, but yeah, they did they did a good job with with some of the performances. I'll say that. Uh, uh, Billie Eilish is unbelievable. She's uh, very good. I actually twenty two years she old. Performed. I might have yeah, missed. She her. she did the Barbie song. Oh, good for her. Other Barbies. Well, four Barbie songs were nominated. And then it's her brother who writes. She won. Yeah. Um, she won something. I was wondering why he was talking so much. I was like, shut right. the hell up. But he, like he co-writes the songs with her. And then a couple years ago, I know they won for the. They did a James Bond song, which was amazing. Oh yeah, great. Is, no no time to die. Exactly, and it was him and her together. So like, they're phenomenal. And she's 22, and she's been around for like 10 years. I know. What the heck? That's unreal. So anyway, I'm not all old. I can appreciate some good music. Um, but yeah, shout out Billy Joel. He's back. Um, all right, we gotta go because Steve. I think Steve's got to put his. Uh, oh yeah, I'm late for twenty yeah. minutes late for a meeting. Oh, Will, sure. Irwin, Will Irwin called me a twat on uh, in Slack. Interesting. Oh, I'm you don't want that. You don't want that. People from getting memes. All right. Anyway, great show as always. A lot of fun. Uh, really appreciate Victor Cruz joining us once again. Uh, thanks to as as always to our producer Greg Godfrey. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Check back next week to hear my official knee diagnosis. See ya. If I had to get surgery, I would be so mad.
That's like you probably be out for the season now. Yeah. No. Now you're scaring me. No, if it's an ACL, yeah. If it's like, if it's something minor, you're right. It could be runs the gamut. Two three months. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be two three months. 